I believe that that bullying really begins from a point of insecurity yeah. or a lack of, of uh, uh, attention or awareness or love uh, at home. Um, yeah. You know, everybody's situation is different. And, and I just think that if a, if a kid is being treated badly themselves, they instantly want to treat other people badly in order to put themselves on, on top of, of some social Nothing is impossible. The word impossible when dissected reads, I am possible. This means that everything is possible. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila. With me today is a gentleman who embarked on an anti-bullying project at the age of eight. I believe when we say bullying, no way, only one name comes to mind, and that is Jalen Arnold. Jalen will be sharing with us today his journey um, with Jalen Challenge Foundation and life in general. Hello, Jalen, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Great. It's a pleasure to have you. Tell us a little bit about Jalen. So uh, me as a person, I was born with Tourette's syndrome and I was diagnosed at the age of two. And that is in short, a neurological disability um, that is in my brain. It's, it's not contagious at all whatsoever. And it just causes me to make a lot of involuntary movements, twitches, sounds, and just do a lot of really weird things with my body and my voice. Um, and it's, it's completely out of my control. And so growing up with that, I was a really big target for bullying in, in elementary school. And unfortunately, I think something that the world just generally knows is that kids are mean <laughs> and, and they just love to really, really pick on you um, for even for no reason, really. And so that really inspired me to want to be a voice for the kids who are too scared to speak up like I once was. And I just wanted to be that voice for them. So I created my anti-bullying foundation known as Jayla's Challenge. This is a really good project. Uh, what was the first step you took when the bullying went on? Just before yeah. you, you started the foundation, what was the first step towards the foundation? The, uh, the steps I think that I just kind of took place um, were really first just realizing um, that I'm not alone and that I don't have to suffer in silence. You know, so many people think that they have to, to, to keep it in because my bullies had always told me that if I snitched or tattletailed, that it would only make the bullying worse. And that petrified me. That whole idea was so, so scary. So we, I, I, I really just had to, to stop and, and let, and, and just try to overcome that feeling, you know? I had to overcome that feeling that, that I was going through this alone, that I was the only person feeling this way and that there was no helping my situation because it was all bullying is so circumstantial and it's temporary. And so we, we have to get out of that mind space of, of thinking that this is permanent. And eventually I had come to my mom about it because my Tourette's were getting so bad um, from the negative attention from the bullying. And so they kind of told on me and then I was, I was sort of forced to open up and it was the best thing that could have happened really. Let's talk about your foundation. How did it all start? So yes, when I, when I at eight years old, um, I had I kind of stopped and realized that I was not the only person being bullied the way that I was. Um, I started to think about people all over the world that were experiencing exactly what I was uh, at an even worse degree. So 
eventually I, uh, me and my mom had kind of just formulated this random idea to open up a, a website. Just It was originally just supposed to be a, a blog type of website where I would just share uh, my experiences, my days of, of what it's like overcoming bullying and that other kids could also um, write their own experiences to us and message back and forth. And so that we could just kind of be a tool for kids who feel like uh, they're trapped and just want to get out of their bullying situations. And then eventually uh, newspapers and news stories started to pick up the, the website and, and the idea and we started to have interviews and it really just grew from there. We partnered with a webmaster who helped us really build the website. He was from the UK actually. And he really, um, yes, it was just really amazing. We formed a really, really beautiful relationship and, and he was just very passionate. And it, it really, we just joined hands and the website continued to be way more than what we thought it really could ever be. And so we just feel really blessed and really happy about that. Great, I want us to go slowly from this point. Okay. Why do you think that bullies do the things they do? Because you've dealt with a lot of bullies and you've been around them. Let's tell us why they do that. So bullying, why does it happen? Really, I, I believe that that bullying really begins from a point of insecurity yeah. or a lack of, of uh, attention or awareness or love uh, at home. Um, you know, everybody's situation is different. And, and I just think that if a, if a kid is being treated badly themselves, they instantly want to treat other people badly in order to put themselves on on top of, of some social some social ladder that they're creating themselves, um, which is completely unnecessary. So they find the weaker targets at schools or in the workplace, and they will continue to hound and, and bully on that person and pick out any insecurity that they can just so that they feel better about themselves. You, you make a lot of sense over there because I think a couple of months back, my little girl came home and she, she said, there's a girl in her class who keeps telling her that she looks like a boy. Oh. My little girl doesn't look like a boy in any way. She's so sweet, but she didn't have an ear piercing. I, mm. She had it when she was a baby and then she had a reaction and I took the earrings off right. and the right. hole got blocked. So I've not done it again. And she started school and she's now she's in year one. And there's this girl who keeps picking on her all the time. Mm -hmm. So she told, oh. she kept worrying me, mommy, I want to have my ears done because there's this girl who tells me I look like a boy. A boy. So I had to get it done for her. And mm -hmm. because she's very quiet, she's very smart, but she's very quiet. So mm -hmm. I didn't want things like that to be a hindrance to her education. So I quickly did her ears for her. And I'm just thinking, could this be a kind of sort of bullying situation? Yes, yes very much. And, and, and that's just really hard and it's, it's really sad that they do it so young and that plants so many seeds growing up that we, that we have to watch for and be careful for. My great, good. Jalen, tell us, what are some of the things you've done to help buttress this kind of situation, especially in schools? I'm worried about bullying going on in schools because I know yeah. that it affects a lot of children, their education, their performance and all of that. Yes. What are some of the things you've done with your foundation to help solve this problem? Yes. So one of our biggest, our biggest um, um, functions at Jalen's Challenge is that we go into schools before the pandemic. We were able to do so much more, obviously, um, 
but we were before our biggest, biggest, our targets were always schools. And we would hold in school face-to-face -face assemblies and we would speak to kids from ages kindergarten um, all the way up through high school. Um, and, and we really always loved to really focus. I personally had a passion to really hone in on the elementary and middle school students since that is when bullying is at its peak. Um, and that's when it begins to start as well. And, and that, like I said, that plants the seeds that we have to watch out for. And so in my mindset, if we can start while children are young and implant kindness and love that message into them, instead of, of, of a message of hate and meanness, yeah. um, then we can, we can avoid and prevent so many cases of bullying and, and instances where um, um, students start to feel bad about themselves. So we really, we really like would uh, go all around the country and just go into these schools and really talk to kids, get to know them, not just stand on a pulpit and preach to them and then go home. We would, we would, we would have intimate settings. Uh, we would speak to them. We would have the workshops and we would speak to kids one-on-one. -on -one. And it just, it's really heartbreaking to kind of um, experience is very bittersweet because it's the best thing that I can do is go out and speak to these kids, but it's so heartbreaking seeing and hearing the stories that they tell me and seeing the things they go through each and every day. Um, but that is really what instills the passion in me to keep going because I want to be here for these kids. I want to speak with them one-on-one -on -one and hear their stories and do whatever I can to help them. It's a brilliant thing you're doing, um, Jalen. I don't know if we had a lot of people like you or kids like you who can relate to kids on their level, you know, because sometimes yes. I, I believe when an adult is talking to them, they may not listen as much as you know, somebody their age is talking to them. So it's a brilliant thing you are doing. And I'm happy you've like, you're still going on with a project since you started at the age of eight. And now you're 20 yeah. years are you. So how long has the project been going on? Oh, the math, the math. Eight. Is it about 12 years? Because I uh, yes, yes. Oh, it's been yes. going that long. So how big is it then? It's, it's now a big foundation, isn't it? You have a lot of people working for you and all that. Yes, I, I will say that we are very blessed to have the people that we have because um, this, type of, this kind of work in charity really does take a village. And so we would be nowhere without, without the, the, our volunteers that, that, don't, that there's some that don't really stay with us long term. Some can volunteer for events or for assemblies. And then, yes, and then we have like our employees and, and publicists and whatnot that really help us kind of figure everything out and, and, and get our curriculum where it's needed. So, yes, it's, it's been a blessing. Wow. So impressive. I also read that um, you've helped 67 suicides, that you've yes. helped prevent 67 suicides. Yes, so these yes. children were about or were on the verge of committing suicide, is it? How did you, do, how, how were you able to stop them? It's so, it's like I, I say, like normally I, I would never even uh, throw like these numbers and facts out here just yeah, to be yeah, like oh look yeah, at me and look at what I've yeah, done yeah, because yeah. that's not what it's about at all exactly. um it's just so it makes me it makes my heart break and 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 mold itself back all together again because we've I have spoken with kids in assemblies that have come up to me right after my age younger older and and they say that the the, the timing could not have been any more any yeah. more better because they were I've had especially one girl in specific who told me the very first time that she was planning to go home that day at four o'clock and end and her own life. And that the, the message that she had heard from the assembly had completely switched her whole view, which I think is so 
powerful because it's not me. It's really just the message of, of awareness and kindness and love that I am just an instrument to, to, to spread around to these kids. And I think it's so beautiful that that has been able to touch them and completely make them realize, you know, this is just a temporary solution. I am worth so much more than what these kids are saying about me. And I can grow up and be, and be beautiful and be amazing inside and out and do all of these, these things because we were already created beautiful. And I think that's something we really need to realize that we are all perfect, no matter how we look. And, and, and like, and that's one of the things we tell the kids the most because everyone is so worried. Oh, I can never grow up and be something. I will never, I will never, no one will ever care about me. And so why keep going? You know, but, but what I tell the kids all the time is that we already do. Even if you feel like nobody cares about you, I do. I don't even know you and I love you. There's people like that all over the world. Think about the people that will miss you. And so that's just, yeah, the, the biggest thing that we tell them because bullying is so, so temporary and it's heartbreaking to see kids take permanent, like result in permanent solutions to a temporary problem when there is light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Jalen, I sat here listening to you and I'm a bit emotional and um, I'm very inspired by the work you're doing yeah, because you. you're, you're talking now and you are talking to my soul because if you if if you saw my if you saw the way I was looking, you you'd see that suddenly I was calm. Mm -hmm. So there's something about you that I think when you talk to the children, it calms them. Because I felt it here as you were talking, I was like this, and suddenly I went back and I felt you know I felt it. You were actually speaking to me. Yes. So, so, as what I gather is everybody is unique and everybody is different. Absolutely. There is something you can do that I cannot do, no matter what I do. I cannot do it the way you do it. There may be something that I do that no matter what you do, you may not be able to do it the way I do it. You get it. The way you just spoke to me about your message. I don't think I'll be able to send that message out the way you did. Aww. So this tells us that everybody is unique and everybody is here for a purpose. Yes, yes. And sometimes I sit down and I imagine what if God created everybody in the world tall? How boring <laughs> would the world be? Yes, you go out right. and all you see is tall people. Right, right. What if God created everybody with a big nose? How, you get it, how boring would the world be with no variety? So right. Variety, like they say, is a spice of life. And everybody, everybody has a purpose here on earth. I, yes. I just pray that if somebody would be listening to this podcast, and somehow they are bullies. They'll just try to reason with the whole situation and know that they are not helping anybody, neither are they helping themselves. Right. Because like you said, if they believe in themselves, they wouldn't be doing this to their fellow person. So we are intent preaching love, isn't it? That we should love everyone just as they are because everyone is special. Everybody has a purpose and everybody's purpose on earth is very big. Why should we? prevent other people from living their lives on earth and fulfilling their purpose just by picking up on them. And this happens in, in the workplaces, even with grown-ups, with people mm -hmm. like as old as me in the workplaces everywhere. There is bullying everywhere. People pick on people and they get away with it. And you see the victims, like you said, they think of committing suicide and all. This is, I think as human beings, is a shameful act. And if everybody would 
will take this responsibility upon themselves to make sure that we are watching out for each other and not picking up and making other people's life difficult. This is a very massive project you are doing, Jalen, and I'm glad you're doing it. And I'm glad you have all the support. From what I read, you have all the support. I also read that you've been able to speak to 280,000 students face-to-face -face in assembly classrooms and corporations, talking to them about this. How has the response been? I believe the response has been great. Oh, yes. Like, and that is something in itself that we all feel so blessed here to even be able to say, you know, that is that's so many kids, way more than we ever thought we could reach and, and send the message to. And the responses, we get emails and, and some kids will write letters. And it's just the best thing, really, to, to just sit back and watch and, and know that um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing at least a little bit of my part um, to make this world a better place. And, and that just is really the fuel that keeps me going. You're doing more than you can, really, because if you're able to save people from dying, there's a big thing to do. There's a, uh, you've actually saved 60, 67 lives. Yes. And it's more than that, because that 67 lives will probably, as they grow, will be producing more lives. So you've actually yes, saved more than hopefully. the 67 lives you're looking at, you know, in actual yes. sense. And it's, it's a massive thing uh, you, you're doing, really. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Wow. So much. So what's, what's happening? Are you in, you're in school now, aren't you? Yes, yes, yes. So I attend Southeastern University and I'm in my junior year of university, um, right. which feels really crazy to say. Um, yes, and, and so it's, it's definitely difficult to sort of uh, find that balance between the foundation work and schooling. And I'm in midterms right now and <laughs> up to my neck, um, yeah. but it, it's really when, I feel like when you have a passion for something, it's there, God will always, give you time yeah. for it. Yeah. always manage time for it. and so exactly. it's, it's always doable yes let's talk about some of the doors that your project has opened for you yeah what are some of the things it's done for you some of the platforms it's put you on and all that let's talk about some of them yes yes oh that's another thing we feel so so blessed to have been able to experience because through Jalen's challenge um like I said news networks and and newspapers have picked us up um, we've had some documentaries made about uh, Tourette syndrome and, and Jalen's challenges goal really through discovery. Um, recently, um, we, we've been through, uh, we were featured on the Nickelodeon halo effect uh, on the Nickelodeon channel and they had a, 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 an hour segment and we really just talked and kind of showed uh, what a life at Jalen's challenge is kind of like a day um, speaking to schools and, and they blessed us with the grant which we feel very, very uh, blessed to receive. And then I was a recipient of the Princess Diana Legacy Award. Yeah. And I was able, I was the only, I've been the only American um, to be able to have flown out, flown out and meet Prince William and Prince Harry. And, and that was just a huge blessing to, to receive, um, to bestow like an, uh, an award of, of such yeah. honor. Magnitude, yeah. It's from the royal family. It, it's really, I was there and I just, you can't help but kind of feel like you don't deserve it. Yeah just because there's so many amazing individuals out there. And I would have never even fathomed being at a place like that. So it, it's been a blessing and it's really just helped us to be able to expand our reach. And that's the best outcome, you know, more of uh, just more exposure so that we can spread the message and, and get to know all these more people who we would have never seen before. You've also had um, a picture with um, Anne Hathaway. Other way. Uh yes, 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 yes. She's she was one of my favorite actresses, okay. and um, I had met her by surprise at the the World of Children's event, 
a couple of times and I was I was so young and I just remember almost collapsing I oh. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was a lot of fun she's just very very sweet um all of the people at the world of children that our, our foundation are so sweet and they've really helped us just reach so many more people it's been amazing are there any memorable um, times on this journey you can never forget that you like to share with us? Yes, yes, so many. Um, definitely the first one uh, I would say is the one I mentioned when the girl had come up to me after the assembly and told me that that specific day, like that day was when she was planning to, to harm herself. Um, and that, that had changed her worldview. And then we had continued to keep up with her and, and she just continued to become amazing, develop all these all these, these um, skills to just spread kindness and love. So that's definitely the best. Um, there's been so many stories like that, just where kids really have, have spoken to me one-on-one -on -one, um, that are just like me, you know, and, and, and tell me that there's, that this was something they have heard, kind of like you said that, if they had heard this from an adult, it would not have really resonated simply just because it's 8 a.m. in the morning and we're at school and we're just waiting to go to lunch, you know, but um, seeing it come from someone in their grade, their age, um, is, had achieved, unlocked something in their brains and in their hearts that um, what it might have not, um, you know, related to before. So it's really stuff like that that just gives me the butterflies and, and, and makes me leap for joy. And those are just, they stick with me forever. What is a typical day like for you? So a typical day um, within the foundation, at least uh, I go to school <laughs> and, I, and I finish my classes and then we will we will uh, check the website, go through emails. Um, that That is probably the biggest factor is going through uh, the letters that kids sent and, and answering and emailing back and forth um, for school projects and whatnot. Um, going through our, our, our list of schools that are waiting to be presented to and kind of figuring out how to do that through, you know, the whole world global pandemic. Um, and, and a lot of times that ends in coming on Zoom and speaking to, to Zoom classes, um, which is so amazing. You know, we, we would rather do this than not be able to speak to kids at all. Um, and so that takes up a, a big day. Me and my mom work through a lot and we sort through a lot in the office and and phone calls and then managing the social media and going through responses. A lot of it is communication based for sure. Great, I'm happy we had this um, this interview. And I think, uh, I, I think uh, from where I sit now is one of the best interviews I've had. Just uh, because, yeah, uh, just because it's real and is the way you made me feel as you spoke. No, thank you. So I, I don't believe that anybody will watch this episode who is going through this problem or who is a bully himself and will carry on with that activity or that action after they've listened to us. I don't think so. I think that you are touching a lot of lives and God thank bless you. you for the things you're doing. I pray for more strength for you to be able to reach as far as you can. How many countries have you been to with your message? Oh, with my message alone, uh, we've traveled uh, countrywide only to uh, New England, to to the United States, the UK, to the UK. But you've done a lot in in the US, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We've been to over, I, I believe, thirty states in the US with with our message. Yes. So, how many letters do you receive from children um, who are facing, who are, who are victims of bullying, 
in a day or in a week. I don't know how, how many letters mm -hmm. coming or emails coming in a week. Oh, yes, uh, a good amount. That's a good question. That's a good question because we go, um, a lot of it is a lot of the letters are sort of um, like class letters or it'll be students um, writing research projects and they'll kind of um, reach out to us for statistics and, and advice yeah. and whatnot. Um, but there are endless, you know, endless amount of emails and letters and, and um, sent through our website, through email um, that are saying that, uh, Jalen, I'm going through, through something right now and I don't really, I don't, I see, they either contain like, I don't see the end of the tunnel with this one or I, I feel really, really bad and I'm, and I'm starting to have these feelings that I should not have in terms of, you know, hurting myself or hurting others. And, and so there's, there's so many, I would say, yeah, weekly, daily, monthly. And, and that's why we just really, really do our best to sort through and, and reach back and, you know, reach back to as many as we can. Great, great. You know, just before we go to the time of truth, what will your best advice be to kids? Because I think I sought you out when I was looking for children who are doing remarkable things in the world and you pop up. And I know that children all over the world who want to do remarkable things, like I think, like I said in my previous episode with Ryan, the gentleman who took water to Africa, and I have, before him I had interviewed a few children, uh, majority of those who came on the podcast were from India, and these children are so smart, and they are doing massive things, and I know there are many more children out there, because one of the children told me, because I thought she was doing a lot because she was a board of director on some organization. And I thought that was massive. And she, yes. she told me, this is nothing, Sheila, this is nothing. There are children doing massive things than me. So I'm wondering what the other children are doing, you know? But so this gives me the impression that there are a lot of children out there who are doing, dreaming big at their age and doing bigger things. Mm -hmm. How does it feel as a child? Because trust me, as old as I am, if, when I'm embarking on a project, I feel the load. I seriously, yes. I feel it. It's a lot of tension, a lot of pressure. You know, you have to meet targets. You have to, and once you put yourself out to do something, you have to carry on because people are relying on you to do it. Because mm -hmm. I have, you know, I run a charity here. We take care of women, we empower women. And once you start it and people get to know you for what you are and they require your services, you always have to be there for them. And yes. sometimes when you're starting the project, it's not as difficult as when the project is growing and becoming bigger. Absolutely. Yeah, because then the responsibilities become more. So, you know, you have to juggle between a lot of things and it gets difficult. So as a child, has, how has it been when you started at age eight? How was it like? up to now and you're still carrying on. I know you have people supporting you and all, but tell us how has it been like? Because I know other children want to tow this path. Yes. Let's, let's make it the vision clear to them so that they know what's ahead of them. No. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I agree with exactly like everything you said was right spot on. It, yeah. it, it really, once, once you continue with it, it's kind of when um, the heavy loads, you yeah. know, start to kind yeah. of fall in and, and there's people relying on you. And, um, again, like, that's why I, I feel like it really does take a village. Um, especially when I was young, because I had no idea how to run the logistics and, and a website and, and edit and, you know, and, and managing donations and income. And that was so, you know, treasury that yeah. was so beyond yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to talk to kids, <laughs> but, um, it really does. Like, I, I'm not going to lie and say that it has been extremely easy in sunshine and rainbows. Um, because especially growing up, uh, I feel like uh, towards 
towards like the, the 12, 13, 14 ages, um, being the face of the foundation wasn't um, the easiest thing in the world because I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a normal kid yeah. and, and, and go and, and hang out with my friends and just do normal kid things. Um, and I think that's kind of when the materialism set in and me and, and, you know, me feeling kind of selfish at times, you know, like uh, where, where things started to sort of feel like a chore um, and, and that I was, you know, other things were being expected mm -hmm. of me that, that, that I, I felt like were way beyond my own responsibility. But I, I think what, what changed that entire thing as I grew up is just that the, the effects of what you're doing right now are worth so much more. Than, than just feeling like like you're like the, the over the, the feeling of, of burden and being overwhelmed always has the most beautiful payoff you could ever ask for. Um, and so that end goal, that end goal of, 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 of reaching the result of seeing a kid being completely freed from bullying or someone stop stopping bullying entirely and ending it with themselves is so beautiful. You know, because especially if it's a generational thing, it's so it's so awesome just to be able to cut that cord and have that person spreading love instead of hate. Um, so really, it's just keep persevering and 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 keeping pushing even when it's hard. Because if it's not hard, then that means there's always more you can be doing, um, as as tough as it sounds. And and when it is feeling like a lot and you are feeling stressed, that's how you know you're doing something right. Yeah. Really. yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and that you're just heading towards a, a beautiful, beautiful end goal that only you could do, like you said, so unique. It's, it's something that only you can achieve. So really just keep going because there are so many more people relying on you than, than, than you think so. Wow, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. So we've, we've gotten to the part where we get to know a bit more about you. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and we'll try and do it as quickly as we can. That's the fun of it. It's not to rush you, but I think that when it goes a bit faster, it makes it a bit fun, Nanya. So um, I call it a time of truth. So what is your favorite country? Oh, now this one is a tough one. Um, just because in, in terms of visiting, like oh, when I was, I was 14 when I first visited uh, the UK, and that was my first time leaving the country ever. Uh, and so I was, I was petrified, but also so excited because I'm going and, and seeing, and that entire trip was probably the, one of the most memorable trips of my entire life. Um, not only because of, you know, being blessed to meet the royal family and, and whatnot, it was just the, first off, London is beautiful, it is. Um, stunning, you know, you, I, I, I stepped out of the plane and into the city and just felt, you know, the history and, and yeah. I'm, a, I'm a kind of like an architecture geek and, and an art nerd. And so I just found it so lovely to be able to see all of the things I was studying about, you know, here in the States yeah. and seeing it with my own eyes and feeling that culture. And, and the people are lovely, <laughs> which is just so crazy to be able to experience, you know. I mean, I mean, I, I know like the States kind of have like a bad rep in certain areas, but really having these strangers be so kind to me without even knowing who I was was just so lovely. Um, and so I would say definitely... Uh, I would say the UK took the cake for a long time. And then one, to, uh, I would have to say the right up neck to neck, just to be really quick, um, was I had, I had done a missions trip to Honduras. And that was also completely world changing for me. And, and, and going and, and seeing these ki kids and these orphans and ministering to them and helping them and really kind of spreading more than one just message. It, it really touched my heart. Um, and they inspired me just to keep going and to be thankful for all I have. 
so so the UK and, and Honduras are so like right there, just neck to neck for me personally. Great, great. What will your favorite tourist site be? Oh my, okay. I will say my favorite tourist site uh, would, would have to be, would have to be probably the Buckingham Palace. That was, okay. that was a big one for me. Because again, the, the textbook and seeing what I've been studying, it was the beautiful, huge gates. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was nerding out a bit <laughs> seeing it. Your favorite movie? Oh, this is such a, oh, this is such a good one. Oh, my favorite movie. I'm a film production at, at school. And so we are constantly going through, through so many. And so it's kind of on rotational. Um, and currently I've come back. I've actually come back. Um, I've stepped back into my childhood and my favorite movie right now would probably have to be The Little Mermaid. And oh. it's animated and it's so funny and it's just so childlike, but just the message of, of, being, of being curious and seeing what's out there and then realizing you had everything you needed at home anyways, it's just so beautiful to me. So that's my favorite. Great, your favorite person in the world? My favorite person in the world? Yeah. My mom. My mom. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Moms know, are precious, aren't they? <laughs> just the most beautiful thing this world could ever be blessed with. We don't deserve you guys. Oh, just the backbone of everyone in our family, yes. Ah, I'm happy to hear this, Jalen. <laughs> I'm happy to hear this. At least our efforts, because I have little children. I know they cherish me and all, but I think that um, uh, they'll see my value when they are older. So I'm not oh, getting yeah. that now. But as I get yes, it yes. from you now, it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, yeah. at least it goes to show that you guys appreciate us for all the sacrifices and all the, you know, the oh. things that we, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to hear you say that though. Your favorite phrase? I have to say that um, kindness is contagious. It's 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 just three words. It's so simple. You hear it all the time. I'm sure, like you quote, but it really is. And I think that when it's and it's so. I guess I've heard that it's so much easier to be mean than it is to be kind. But once you have that that kindness bug and you're spreading you're spreading love, it's impossible for other people not to catch that from you. You know, kindness really is contagious. If you treat someone with unconditional love and, and happiness, it'll spread. Great, great. Finish these sentences. I wish. Ooh, okay. I wish that everyone could see their own potential and uniqueness. Great. Nothing in this world can. Uh, nothing in this world can take away my love for other people. Mm, beautiful. I pray. I pray that one day we can all join hands and just love each other unconditionally. I will laugh too. I will laugh too. I will laugh to the memories that we all look back at together. I believe. I believe that we can achieve anything we put our minds to as long as we work together. Jalen, are you sure you're not an angel on earth? Oh, no, my God. No, no, not me. My God, because you have a beautiful soul, you see. You have, you know, you have a beautiful soul. And I you have a lot of friends, don't you? I'm Thanks. sure they are happy to be around you because you have oh. the positive vibe. You bring out good vibes, you know, and oh, I'm sure you. you empower them a lot. And I try. I try. You try. Thank you so much. I that does mean a lot to me, really, really. Great. As we wrap up, what will be your best advice to our audience? Oh, the best advice. 
Um, but I, I think I could just personally give you guys, no matter how old you are, um, either whether in the school or in the workplace, um, just know that you are so beautiful and you can do anything and nothing that anyone says or does to you will define who you are. You know, the other people do not define you and they never can. So keep pushing. Wow, brilliant. Where can our listeners connect with you? Through Um, That is our website. And from there, you can reach all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can even write to us from the website and find our emails. Great. It's been a delight having you here on Podcast with Sheila. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Great. If you've been listening in this uh, season two, episode 31 of our podcast series, where we've been bringing your way seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Until we meet again, have a brilliant week.